0: Author and lecturer, Leo Buscalio, once talked about a contest he was asked to judge. The purpose of the contest was to find the most caring child. The winner was a four-year-old child whose next-door neighbor was an elderly gentleman who had just recently lost his wife. Upon seeing the man cry, the little boy went into the old gentleman's yard, climbed in his lap, and just sat there. When his mother asked him what he had said to the neighbor, the little boy said, Nothing. I just helped him cry. (laughs) In the 11th chapter of the book of John, we find perhaps the shortest sentence in the Bible. Jesus wept. Let us look into that part of the scriptures where this short sentence is found. Perhaps we can glean something from it, which might make our lives as Christians more fruitful. After he'd said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death but his disciples thought he meant a natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, sometimes called Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. On his arrival, Jesus found Lazarus already had been dead in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in their loss of the brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my father, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection, Martha, and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she said. I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of God, who came to save this world. After she said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and he's asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now, Mary had, or Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had come to be with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to, to uh, mourn there. When Mary reached the place where, where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her were were also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and greatly troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And then the scripture says, Jesus... And after he said, Jesus wept, then the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of a blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more, deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid around the the front of the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a a bad odor, for he's been there for four days. He stinketh. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands bound and his feet wrapped with straps of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did put their faith in him. Let's take a closer look at the sentences around those powerful words Jesus wept. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Where have you laid? And he said, Come and see, Lord, they replied. And then those powerful words, the shortest words in the Bible, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. And once again, but some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind men have kept him from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. And that's the end of the passage that I want to focus on. He was deeply moved and troubled what we're seeing here what we're witnessing here is a travail of the soul which was powerful enough to raise the dead it was a gut-wrenching groan of great agony of soul with loud cries and many tears there's so much more to Jesus wept than those two simple words there was a depth of compassion and groaning and travail and intercession that those two words Jesus wept just don't fully lay out. While this sentence is the shortest sentence in the Bible, the depth of Jesus' tears were deep enough to raise the dead. As some of the readers here, some of the listeners here uh, have probably had tastes of this kind of intercession and can identify with this scene. Some may not be able to identify with this thing at all. Certainly the dimensions of this kind of intercession cannot be entered into by reading a how-to intercede book. (laughs) We must see this by the Spirit, and then we must ask the Holy Spirit to move us into these dimensions. We can of our own avail, we cannot enter into even close to the kind of dimensions that, that Jesus entered into when the Bible says, Jesus wept. Now, as we can see from the the illustration at the beginning of this uh, message here, even the world is moved and stirred by the sincere tears of a little boy who is helping another human being to cry. There are dimensions of tears. There are tears which even stir the dead to life, whether physically dead or spiritually dead. If we as Christians really want to shake this world to raise it from its death state, we will have to enter into this dimension of the the travail of the soul. There's really no other way. Now, I pray that this videotape here will stir some of you uh, who are watching this to pray to move into that deep part of Christ's ministry His compassion, his travail, his intercession, his splangonizomai. That's how it's read in the Greek. All the pulpits in the world cannot muster enough power to match the power of the simple words, Jesus wept. Jesus, please bring us your body into this deeper dimension of weeping, travail, and intercession, move us deeper into your compassion. You, Jesus, said that out of our bellies which would, would, would flow rivers of living water. Please stir up in us that travail that we too may bring forth a flow of sincere waters, of tears that will bring forth life where, where there was once death. Draw us into that place. Move us to weep tears that bring healing waters to those around us. The sick were laid at the pool of Bethesda waiting for the waters to be stirred by some angel to bring forth healings. Please, Jesus, stir up in us, O Lord, the waters that would flow forth from our bellies through our eyes that uh, will bring healing to this land, bring healing to the people all around us. Stir us, please, Father, that even the driest dead souls around us would be raised to the new life that's in you, Christ Jesus. Bring us into the simplicity and the power of the shortest sentence in the Bible. Jesus wept.